1: We had the best dinner ever on Saturday night. And here is why it was the best dinner ever. We had appetizers for dinner from Tr- Trader Joe's. And I feel like I randomly enjoyed that so much. And it's a great dinner idea. It's like having tapas, but like not that fancy. Like On the, scale,
2: on the scale of, of dinnertime meals, what is more exciting? Just doing appetizers for dinner? Or breakfast for dinner.
1: Well, I think breakfast for dinner, but you have some hang-up about breakfast for dinner or something because I've mentioned it a couple times.
2: That's a false statement. I do not have a hang-up about breakfast for dinner.
1: I feel like at one point you're like, no, 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 no. You can't have breakfast for dinner. I love
2: Brenner. It's my favorite thing.
1: Well, then why have we never done that? I don't know. I just uh, do it this week. Okay. And And
2: what's good about it, too, is if you get – because a proper breakfast meal – is almost like a big dessert. Like if you have big fluffy pancakes that you cover in syrup, like that's not that's not nourishment to start your day. That's something that you eat when you want to take a killer nap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it actually makes more sense to have breakfast foods at dinner time cuz then if you have a big old stack of pancakes, you just go to bed. You go crash on the couch, watch a couple of like, you know, TV shows till your drowsy, go to bed. You'll sleep like a champ.
1: Yeah. So so anyway, um, Trader Joe's, if you don't have a Trader Joe's near you, I don't know how widespread they are at this point, but they have the best appetizers, finger foods, whatever, ever, yeah. like ever. So we just got, we started at my parents' house and my mom always has a freezer full of Trader Joe's appetizers ready to just pop in the oven. And cause she is an entertainer and you never know who's going to be there. And she just, you know. Likes to pop things in.
2: I feel like we might just because she's an entertainer, but she hasn't been entertaining in two years because of the nonsense, year and a half. She's
1: entertaining us.
2: So I I feel like maybe some of the stuff we're eating is from late 2019. I don't think so. (laughs) Like it just is moving itself closer to the top shelf on her freezer, but (laughs) she just doesn't have as many people coming over now. So we're having vintage snacks.
1: And then we came home and Jeff was like, I think we should keep doing appetizers. So he ran out and went to Trader Joe's that we live super close to and bought a bunch of appetizers. And I gotta say, appetizers for dinner. Genius, genius, genius.
3: The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair.
1: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
2: My name is Jeff Dollar and today I am grateful for Costco.
1: My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for Air Fryers, our air fryer. I love it.
2: I am so excited for tomorrow night and the kickoff of my podcast class. I'm just, I'm so excited at how well received it was, how many people are interested in it. And I've already started helping some people out who, who are asking questions about how to get ready for the first class. Yeah. Like, what do I need? Cause everybody's
1: like, do I bring a pencil? Exactly. What do I need? Do what I do need I need? A number two pencil, right. a graphing calculator and college ruled notebook paper.
2: And I said, uh, And I'm explaining to people, I'm like, you don't need anything. We start the first class is, is we're going to talk through a lot of stuff. Don't worry about it. But people are so excited, which has me so excited. But there's one thing that I'm nervous about, like, well, there's two things, technically. The one first thing is getting off on tangents or or using dumb analogies or stretching things out or over-explaining things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my paranoia. So that's number one. The way I'm overcoming that is the format of the class is going to be live, and then I'm going to play, like, a video of me explaining something. And then there's a Q&A portion. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a couple of videos. That way I won't, like, I'll get all the information out that I want to get out. Yes. Without going off track. It'll be clean. It'll be concise. It'll be easy to follow. Mm-hmm. And then I can elaborate on stuff during the, the Q&A portion. Right. That's the plan. Here's what I'm nervous about. I, for, for 25 years, have talked in front of an audience, never on video. Never, ever, ever on video.
1: Oh, so you don't have reactions to go off of.
2: Well, I don't have reactions to go off of in radio. Like, I don't, I don't need, I don't have reactions to go off of right now other than you. So I don't need like audience feedback. I just don't know where to look, what to do with my hands. Like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's just making me nervous sitting and talking to a camera, the Q&A portion not nervous at all. Yeah. The beginning of it, when I set everything up and say, okay, here's whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the little recorded chunk of lesson, has got me nervous.
1: I think it's going to be great. I'm sure. I think it, it's going to be so fun. I think you're going to love it. and want to do another one.
2: I'm Here's something I'm not doing. I'm not overthinking it. Oh, like, good. Okay. Like I'm intentionally doing the done is better than perfect. So like if I get 10 minutes into something that's that's very, very good and I bump the tripod and the camera falls over or something, like who cares? I'm probably just going to pick it back up and keep going and make a joke about it and keep going rather than say, oh, that's so unprofessional. Like I'm just going to acknowledge it and go, yeah. I, I bumped into the tripod and it fell over and here I am again. Let's go. And then pick up where I left off.
1: Yeah. Because that's not what, I mean, with stuff like that, what people are paying for is the knowledge. Right. So anyway, you get it. Whatever.
2: Yeah. It's still, it's just funny to me that that's something that makes me, that, that I've spent so long talking to an audience and yet I am still, I am finding new ways to be nervous. Yeah. Cause I always get nervous, like doing comedy shows and stuff, but this is different. This is like, Oh, like this is something I don't know how to do. Yeah. So
1: you're going to be great. You're a you're a great motivator. You're great. Just think about when you're talking about an audience. Like imagine that there was an audience in front of you because you're used to doing that and speaking in front of people and all that kind of stuff. So I think you just have to imagine that they're right there and that you're looking at people instead of a webcam.
2: I'm intentionally doing the, when I film it, I'm doing it with a tabletop microphone Mm -hmm. rather than like a boom mic on the camera that would be just as good quality because I think I am more comfortable talking into a microphone that I can yeah I'm like physically aware of yeah does that make sense
1: yeah it totally does we have a ton of randomness to update you on and there's just it's like the little things but this week I feel like this weekend was like packed full of stuff that we have to tell you
2: this weekend is a collection of stories all of them are good yeah all of them are fantastic some of them are are funnier and more ridiculous than the others um the one the first one which is very exciting actually the first two are very exciting um professionally Callie and I are super pumped because this weekend this past weekend we finalized the details to bring somebody on board to help head up sales for us and for all of our shows
1: And really our whole company. Well, the whole company, yeah,
2: not not just the shows.
1: It's one of these things where we've had the job posted for a while. It just takes a very specific skill set to do what we need accomplished because what we're doing isn't something that's already done. It's something that we're making up in a good way. Like Uh we're making up with educated, you know with educated, with data. We have data to back up why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but- We're, we're
2: creating a, a, the sale uh, at the risk of going too far into it and being boring. But we're basically blending what works for radio that I know very well from 20 plus years working in radio with what we've learned about podcasting over the past couple of years. And we're creating something new from that
1: that no one's doing yet
2: that, that that we have not found somebody doing like this yet and and it's a challenge because we don't a hundred percent know what it looks like. So it's a challenge explaining that to someone and then feeling confident that they get it.
1: Yeah. But we're really excited because we finally, like, it was almost, I think it was totally fake because we have been searching for a person that could like fill this role for us. That was super excited about, you know, working on what we're working on, but also had knowledge of radio and some knowledge of podcasting. And it's, that's a very weird thing. And as luck would have it, we got somebody that just left radio. So it's a really, it's just so cool. And we're really excited about that. So that's exciting thing. Number one, also that happened this weekend, this was probably like the highlight and also like the weirdest thing that happened this weekend, but we were having a meeting at our dining room table. Cause you know, small business and we, there's these huge windows in our dining room that overlook our front yard, the street, and then a bunch of apartments across the street. Now, I will say Jeff and I have a hobby, which is watching our neighbors. It's fun. They're right in our face. Why would we not? And it's like we don't like we don't pu- binoculars.
2: Yeah, but we don't we also don't sit at the dining room table and like watch them as you know, like we're, we're not staring at them, but we do make up stories with every little like every every balcony is a different chapter in our, in our book, right? Yeah. So we're like, oh, there's there's a guy, he smokes a lot of cigarettes, he stands on his balcony, he's always smoking. And uh, whenever we let the dogs out, we see him. And he sees Ellie a lot because we're holding Ellie. So we call him Uncle Smokey. <laughs> Because he's like Ellie's uncle because she sees him once or twice a day.
1: We don't know his name.
2: Nothing about him. We
1: don't know what he does for a living.
2: We know he smokes a lot of cigarettes. We
1: know he smokes a lot of cigarettes. He occasionally has a lady friend with him. Same one. Yep. And we know which apartment he lives in. And that's pretty much all we know about him. So that's Uncle Smokey.
2: Got another person who's got – she lives in – one of the apartments with the larger balconies. So she has really nice furniture out there and she has a really pretty dog and she's very, she's a very pretty girl and she has a very pretty dog and she walks the dog, which is great, but she also has a boyfriend and um, the dog doesn't like the boyfriend.
1: This is a dog that is totally fine off leash. And when he's with her, he just is like right next to her side. He's just like a dog that is just very well behaved. And when the boyfriend lets him we're, lets assume,
2: it, we're assuming it's a boyfriend, could also be a brother, yeah, or a cousin or whoever a friend, the dude is. A guy, yeah.
1: Um, the dog will just like sit and refuse to walk. So it's just really funny. Yeah. or he'll walk like, you know, like 50 paces behind the human. Anyway, it's just the, really funny. So we have all these stories about our neighbors, right? Well, we're sitting at our dining room table on mm-hmm. Saturday. Jeff looks out the window and is like, oh my gosh, there's a guy outside of our like front yard, setting the grass on fire. And I'm like, what? No way. So I jump up, our other friend jumps up, we run to the window and this guy is like, has a lighter, has pine straw and is lighting the pine straw on fire. Super,
2: super old pine straw. So it's, even though we've had a ton of rain, I mean, this stuff is catching on fire and a point of clarification, because I had no idea what pine straw was before I lived in the South. What? Yeah, they, pine straw is not a national thing. Really? Yep. So like if, if you're in New Weird. York, it's mulch. But basically pine straw is something that um, you put down to cover the ground like around plants. I think it probably helps keep moisture in the dirt. And then also, I don't know. I don't know what it does. It's a ground covering. Yeah. And, but it gets really, it's pine needles and they get really dry. This guy lit a bunch on fire and then shoved him into a tin can. It was the strangest thing.
1: So we're like, what in the heck is he doing? I thought like, is he burning something? He doesn't want people to know. I mean, I go straight for Dateline, right? Like Jeff thinks that he's like lighting our front yard on fire and he's crazy. I think that he is like burning something he doesn't want anyone to see in like an old coffee tin or whatever so we watch him go back across the street. He lives in the apartments across the street. And he has this like whole kind of garden set up at the apartment. We watch him go into his apartment, come out and like three, we're like, well, that was weird.
2: Come out fully dressed in a beekeeper. Well, outfit. no, I was
1: going to say he goes inside and like three minutes later, he, he comes out and he is head to toe, got a beekeeper suit on. Yep. The guy across the street living in an apartment complex is making honey with bees that he keeps on his apartment balcony.
2: And the smoke went into a can that he was spraying at the hive in order to take the honeycombs out and check on them and then maybe drain the honey or whatever. So on an apartment balcony uh, in the, in the, in the middle of Sandy Springs, Georgia, and I have mad respect for the guy. I'm like, you know what? The bee, I know. The, I don't know specifically what the issue is, but the bees are in danger and he's doing his part and he's also making fresh honey.
1: Well, here's the thing is I feel like there is no chance in hell that that is allowed by the apartment complex. No way. Like you would not be allowed to beekeep. No. On your apartment balcony. like but, I don't you, think that that's probably allowed.
2: And the uh, thing is. Here's the thing though. It might be something that's such an odd thing that it's not even in the rules. Well, like they might have it, like like they might not even have thought to put it in there. It might say like no dogs over fifty pounds, no more than two cats per apartment. Don't put a, you know charcoal grill on your balcony, but nobody sat around and said, Hey, what if we got a guy who is keeping bees? Is that gonna be an issue? Like that probably didn't come up.
1: I don't think the apartment above him, because he's on the ground floor and he's got this whole like garden setup. Like he's got a um what is it called? I want to call it a trellis. Why am I thinking of it?
2: I think that's the right word. Is that the, right like word? the plants grow up and kind of weave yeah. in and out of. I think it's called a trellis. So he's got
1: one of those. And I noticed weeks ago that there were tons of bees around that. So if I'm his upstairs neighbor, like if we had dogs, those bees could stay. You know what I mean? Like I don't want bees on my balcony. Like that's an issue. But I don't think anyone lives directly above him. And if they do, there's no furniture on the balcony. So he may have just lucked out. But it was the weirdest, most random thing of all time. We're like, is that we looked at each other like, is this actually happening right now? Like there is a beekeeper across the street. And Jeff's like, I'm going to go over there and tell him I won't tell anyone. But we want fresh honey.
2: The other odd thing that happened this weekend is my buddy Steve was visiting from, uh, I don't want to say odd. The other noteworthy thing that happened neat. It was neat, neat. Neat thing. Yeah, that happened this weekend. was my buddy Steve uh is lives in Providence, Rhode Island. So uh pr- I, I last time I checked the hurricane Henry or I don't know, it's H-E-N, Henry. Is it Henry? It's it Henry. Okay. The hurricane Cuz every
1: time I hear that I'm like, mmm, Henry sandwiches. The, the, bak- the bakery.
2: Um that uh, it's supposed to hit Providence, Rhode Island, and he's oh. not there. He lives there, um, but he's not there right now. He's on a three-week road trip all over the East Coast. So he went from Rhode Island to Boston to Rochester to Detroit to Chicago to St. Louis to Nashville. He was in Atlanta for a couple days. He came over. He met Ellie, and from here, from Atlanta, he was going to go to Savannah And then he was going to go south to Jacksonville just for the day to see his aunt and his cousin. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: He leaves our house.
1: And then he was going to Charleston.
2: Then he was going to Charleston. He leaves our house, Savannah bound. Two hours after he he hits the road, I see that he left his backpack in our kitchen.
1: And we see Steve like maybe once every year and a half.
2: So I reach out to him. I say, how important is this? He's like, it's pretty important. I'm like, what do you want me to do? He goes, can you have it delivered to either my aunt's house in Jacksonville or I'll find out where I'm staying in in Charleston and maybe have it delivered there. And I said, sure. I weigh it. I, I go online. Can't find anybody to do it for less than 200 bucks. So I post on Instagram. Is there anybody traveling to one of the following cities in the next 48 hours, and I got a mess. I got a bunch of messages back, so thank you to everybody for uh, for responding. But Alicia sent me a message, and she said, "I'm going to Charleston Saturday morning. I'm leaving at 3 a.m. I'm going to be on the beach by 9 a.m. Can I help you?" I said, "Absolutely. Can I bring you this backpack, and can you take it with you to Charleston? And then when you're there, my buddy Steve is going to come meet you and get it." She goes, "No problem." So I drove uh, out to her work. She works at a a car dealership uh, about 30 minutes from where I live. Drove out to where she works, gave her the backpack, and then watched on Instagram as the backpack traveled.
1: Because they took pictures.
2: Yeah. From Villarica, Georgia, across the state of Georgia into South Carolina, across South Carolina to Charleston, to the beach at Charleston, and eventually into the arms of Steve.
1: It was so nice. Here's the funniest part, though. So, Steve, there's only one thing I don't like about Steve. And what I don't like is that he doesn't have a stronger Rhode Island accent like the people on Live PD
2: yeah.
1: used to have. Like, I love a good uh, – did I just say Long Island? Rhode Island. No, Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, I love a good Rhode Island accent. The funny thing about him being a northerner like Jeff and us being southerners down here is that he couldn't process, like his mind could not process the fact that someone from here would be kind enough to p- like take this backpack and and meet up with him and Put it in the car with them and go out like, there. Why like, are
2: they? Why are they doing this? I'm like Steve. They're not doing anything <laughs> out of the ordinary. They're already going to Charleston. I'm driving it to her work. You're gonna go meet them at the beach or at a bar or at their hotel.
1: Right. They, they're giving n- your backpack a ride.
2: Exactly. And he's like, "Why are they doing that, though?
1: <laughs> like, could not understand. Could not process it. Which, like, in the South, I think that's just like a normal thing that somebody would do. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's just. Like, yeah, I'm going. I'm happy to help what, you know, it's just what we do. So I think that is really funny because I I do forget that things are different in the South uh, in many ways and the and people doing nice things or going out of their way. I felt like that's just a normal thing. And he's like, yeah, no, it's not.
2: The only regret that I have is when I handed the briefcase. And he was
1: scared when Jeff said, I'm going to give your backpack. He's like, who is it? Do you know this person?
2: Like, Steve, I'm driving to her office. I'm driving to her workplace. Like if, if she disappears with the backpack in order to avoid confrontation, she will have to quit her job because I will drive back out there next week and go where's my buddy's backpack. What I the only regret that I have is I wish when I handed it to her I said if you get pulled over, the cops are not allowed to look at that.
1: <laughs> you know, what was in that bag that is so funny is he's like, oh, man, the bag's really, really important. If that were me and I had a bag full of important stuff, it would be my cell phone, my wallet, lip gloss, maybe yeah. my laptop. Jeff's would be his laptop, work papers, stuff like that. Uh, Steve's was travel books. There were and, and travel jor- books. And journals. Oh, and journals. Yep. So that is, that is Steve.
2: Thank you, Alicia, for delivering the backpack from Georgia to South Carolina.
1: Who has enough time to deal with the hassle of uncomfortable shoes? Well, I definitely don't. And I'm guessing you don't either. And as a Rothy's owner, uncomfortable never has to be an option. The thing that makes Rothy's stand out so much is that they have a seamless design. So you can literally order them and comfortably wear them all day from the second you take them out of the box. And I can tell you that confidently as a paying Rothies customer. The past few weeks, I've been pulling long days on my feet at work. And without even giving it a second of a thought, I picked out outfits to match my Rothies because I knew that my Rothies would be reliable all day. Rothies are as cute as they are comfortable. They offer flats, loafers, and my personal favorite, the sneaker style. And they offer them in a ton of colors and patterns and also super spacious washable bags. They are gorgeous. Rothys recently launched men's shoes and they're intentionally designed with an artisanal level of detail and created with zero waste. They're durable, washable and better for the planet. Step up your summer wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothys. Head to rothys.com/upside to find your new warm weather favorites today. That's r o t h y s.com/upside.
2: If you have to hire someone with the exact skills you need to help your business, how do you know who's really best for the role? How do you know if somebody's not exaggerating their qualifications? Save time and screen for quality candidates with the skills you need with Indeed Assessments. If hiring is getting hard, you need Indeed. That's the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. You're going to attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. So don't just hope that your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Instant Match from Indeed provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed Assessments, you're going to choose from over 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applicants from people who have the skills you need. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire the greatest talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash The Upside. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash The Upside. Indeed.com slash The Upside. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions do apply.
1: We talked last week on the show about how having a house that's put together and decorated can really make an impact on overall how you feel. When Jeff and I come home, we want to feel calm and at peace. And that's exactly why we picked out furniture in an aesthetic that makes us feel that way. Joybird offers modern, customizable furniture for every space available in a variety of vibrant, durable fabric options. You can choose from over 18,000 customization options or browse curated collections to find the perfect piece for your one-of-a-kind style. Joybird is committed to creating quality furniture and a more sustainable future. Each piece is made with incredible care using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals. Through partnerships with group like One Tree Planted, Joybird is helping conserve and restore Earth's most precious natural resources. Joybird Furniture is made with quality craft craftsmanship, stain and scratch resistant fabrics, and limited lifetime warranty. It can handle anything your family throws at it, literally, and they stand behind their quality and craftsmanship. So if it's not everything you hoped for, you can send it back within 90 days for a refund. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash upside and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash upside.
2: Today's quote of the day. True self-care is not bath salts. It's not chocolate cake. It's making the choices to build a life you don't need to escape from.
1: Today's three random things are brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. My first random thing is: jellyfish are considered biologically immortal. They don't age, and they will never die unless they are killed.
2: So, if you get stung on the and on, on, by a jellyfish on the beach, you can at least take solace in the fact that that might be twelve generations old. Like that could have been a jellyfish that was around when your great 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 grandfather
1: maybe. Fascinating, Maybe uh, my second random thing is Volvo invented the three-point seatbelt and then gave the invention away for free because they decided it was too important of an invention to keep to themselves.
2: The three-point seatbelt, I'm assuming being like the shoulder ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: So safety first. And it's just cool because that probably would have made them like, you know, owning the whatever on that.
2: Cor- cornering the seatbelt market. Cornering the seatbelt market. A big seatbelt.
1: <laughs> um, and my third random thing is when written down, the word almost is the longest word in the English language to have all of its letters in alphabetical order.
2: Okay. Did you spell it in your head? I did. Yeah.
1: A-L-M-O-S-T. Yep. In order. Anyways. And those are my three random things.
2: I last week was wondering about, uh, was my phone listening to me? Is that how it knew that we were discussing homemade cold brew and was able to serve up an ad? We have, we, we were having a conversation with somebody who works in social media over the weekend. And I asked her, I'm like, is this a thing? And she said, Here's, yes, it, she said, yes, it's possible. And it's not necessarily your phone listening to you, but if you have different apps that that use your microphone that are running in the background, those apps could be listening to you if you allow um, ways to use your microphone. I don't even know if that's an option, but if you allowed ways to use your microphone while that is opening, They get access to everything that's being said. So in theory, if you said, God, I could really go for a Frosty right now, some computer program can crunch all that data. And when you get within two miles of a Wendy's, it could pop up an ad and say, get off at the next exit if you want a Wendy's Frosty. Crazy. That's possible. And that's not even the craziest thing. Do you remember the story she told us about the pictures?
1: Uh vaguely, but you tell it because I don't know it well enough to tell it.
2: If you it's po it is possible, not saying this happened, but it is possible that the technology um on so like different social media apps. So she wasn't specific about whether this is TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but the technology does exist that the computer the robots, the whoever, that's the the intelligence that's behind computers can analyze your pictures, including the backgrounds to see where you are and what you're doing, convert that into keywords, which will then deliver advertisements to you based on the background pictures. Here's the example she used. You could take a picture late at night and in the background, there are beer bottles. So it recognizes that you're at a bar um, and that you're drinking or that people in the group are drinking. If there is a nearby late night restaurant that caters to people who might be a little bit tipsy, like maybe a fast food place or a pizza joint, that company could buy ads to deliver to people between midnight and 3 a.m who are within a mile, who have posted a picture of a beer bottle, even if the beer bottle isn't the subject of the picture, if it's just in the background.
1: What? Insane. And here's the thing. So y'all were talking about how this is like in our group conversation about how it's too much. It's overwhelming. Like it's kind of gross. I actually, I mean, I know that there are a ton of problems with it and obviously it gets into like crazy privacy stuff or whatever, But does any part of you think it's kind of cool that we're so super targeted that computers can know exactly what we want and make our lives easier? Uh, Yes. I don't.
2: Yes. I don't love it. I also don't hate it. It's just for me. It's just weird. It's just what it is in the world.
1: Because there's going to be a point, I would think, play this when I'm 80 years old, Cause you know, at one point we're like, we're going to be wearing our computers on our watches. And now, you know, uh, I remember actually my dad used to say that to me when I was younger. And now we have Apple watches. Um, but I feel like at some point we're just going to be able to think of things and have them like appear or be targeted for our thoughts or, you know, things like that.
2: So we don't even have to speak it or see it or photograph it. We just have to think about it.
1: I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that that's where the future is going. And I also don't think to me, it makes my life more convenient. And there's really not anything that I really care if anybody's listening to, like whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, the government or whatever. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not doing anything that.
2: But here's the thing that freaks me out. And I know there's a lot of talk about this, um, surrounding political ads Mm and controversial topics, but I'm not even addressing that. I'm talking about just like dog food or Wendy's frosties or whatever. Yeah. If the computer is learning about you and it learns what you like, whether it's a political party or a a specific viewpoint or a frosty from, uh, Wendy's, whatever it is, it's going to continue serving you that data which locks you out from the opportunity to find
1: mm, that's a good point. other okay. stuff.
2: So if you're always getting served up ads for chocolate Frosties from Wendy's, do you ever get the opportunity to have a chocolate shake at Chick-fil-A? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it knows it's only giving you what you like. And on a serious level, that's dangerously scary when it comes to the political stuff and the, and the ideology stuff. Right. On a superficial level, what am I missing out on? Because I'm not seeing it because I've inadvertently opted out of that type of algorithm. Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: Crazy. There's a documentary that Jeff doesn't want to watch because he thinks it's going to ruin the internet for him. Yeah. Uh, but what was it called? It's on Netflix and it's about all these big tech companies and exactly what they know. Uh, what is it called? I know it's on Netflix because I see it every time.
2: We don't have the social
1: dilemma. There you go. It's called the social dilemma. It's on Netflix. Watch if you dare. And you know, be safe out there. Safe.
3: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com/slash upside for your exclusive discount. Please visit Callieandjeff.com to find lots more upside content and subscribe to Callie and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up.
1: Speaking of being safe out there, Jeff and I stumbled upon Final Destination this weekend. It was playing on TV and we watched it and I forgot how neurotic that movie makes me.
2: It's a terrible movie because it's from the beginning to the end, it's anxiety. That's all it is. It is anxiety.
1: And it's thriller anxiety, which in my opinion is almost worse than horror movie anxiety. Right. Because you're constantly on edge. And the stuff that happens in that movie, I mean, like the logger truck. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. I
2: think it's just called a log truck.
1: Oh, I thought it was like loggers.
2: I think loggers are the people who
1: oh, put that the logs sense.
2: on the truck. But I think the truck is just called a log right. truck. A
1: log truck, yeah. Like it's, there's a famous scene that like everyone, if you've never seen it, too oh, bad, we've, it's we've, in the early 2000s.
2: We've talked about it before, everybody's seen it. That's why nobody drives behind log trucks. Log or logger trucks, log truck, right. whatever you want to call
1: them. Um, but you know, so we did see the scene actually in Final Destination 2 where, you know, the log trucks, the logs fall off and then, you know,
2: yeah.
1: impale a couple of people and it's just, gross. The movie is gross. It's also, I didn't realize until we watched it yet. Yeah, the What was it? Saturday, Friday, uh, that it is so unrealistic.
2: Totally unrealistic. I mean, comically unrealistic.
1: Right. If they made that now and made it a little less cheesy, it would scare me to death.
3: Hey, Callie, I have a commiserating story with your crockpot chicken thing. Um, when my husband and I first got together, and moved in together, and I was, you know, young and really trying to, you know, impress him, and I could cook, and I'm doing all this, and I don't even remember what it was, but I made something in the oven, and I went to, it was like some kind of casserole type of thing. Went to get it out with my oven mitts, and it was, like, super hot, and somehow I dumped the entire thing, like, on the door, the open door of the oven. And so not only did we have like absolutely nothing to eat then for dinner, it just a huge mess, like inside the oven, on the floor and the door of the oven. And it's just like, great, now what do you do? Now looking back, I'm like, it's not a big deal. But at the time you're just like, ugh, I tried so hard.
2: BetterHelp has been a long time sponsor of this podcast. We thank them so much for that. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. If something is stressing you out, if something is preventing you from being completely happy, if you have never done therapy before, BetterHelp is for you. Completely confidential. Licensed therapists and counselors are waiting to talk to you in all 50 states, and it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start talking to someone in as soon as 48 hours. So whatever it is that is eating you up, whether it's anxiety, stress, confusion, family issues, whatever you're struggling with talk about it. Don't leave it inside. Share it with someone who can help. Sometimes friends and family aren't the go-to people. Am I right? So unload the stressors, get some unbiased feedback, and you'll be shocked at what you can gain from it. Go to betterhelp.com upside. Get 10% off your first month. Once again, that's betterhelp.com upside, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com upside. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring The Upside with Callie and Jeff.
3: Hey, I had this thought every single time Jeff brings up the wires that Ellie is going to pull out, and I never call, so I figured I would just throw it out there. What if you put that whole thing that all the cords are plugged into, into a tote that has those lock sides, and you cut like a little hole so the wires can go through? That way, if she pulls on the wires, it doesn't actually pull the cords out, and she can't electrocute herself.
0: I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, bye. Hey, this is Jennifer. I was calling about the episode where you were talking about having a second baby. I do have to say, I have, or we have two boys. They are 8 and 12. They are polar opposites. Our oldest child, we took him to Disney for a whole week. We would stay at the park all day. He would nap in the stroller. He was two years old. Great. We took our youngest to Disney at 18 months old for one day, and we vowed that we would never go back to Disney because of him. Now, our oldest is very quiet, keeps himself. Our youngest is loud. I have to say very loud. But we love them both just the same, and I think y'all would make great parents. To a second baby so good luck and I love your show bye bye
4: hey Deb um, I love your wedding SOPA stories I think this is a great idea for a podcast um, this is not a story about something that was hidden everyone that was present saw what happened um, but long story short I was five at the time my brother was two and a half and our second cousin Kelly was getting married and Kelly you know she's she's so beautiful she was always so sweet to us would babysit us um and I was the flower girl my brother was the ring bearer again he's two and a half years old so anyways we get down to the end of the aisle we do our duties and my mom tells my brother you know okay good job let's have a seat let's watch the wedding and my brother started screaming and refused to sit down and my mom was like you've got to sit down sit down you did a great job and he was like I thought I was marrying Kelly and he's Again, two and a half years old. He thought it was his wedding. He was marrying his cousin. He then proceeded to rip off his bow tie. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Um, But anyways, flash forward, he's 28. He's not married to our second cousin. But it was a great memory. We all laugh about it. Bye.
3: If you do a kind act for someone your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given do the good deed and stay upsidey